Hello. Today I want to discuss intuitive painting and what it means to me. In the first episode, I share how I come to love art through children's books. And this episode will go much deeper by highlighting a very sacred place, Yellowstone National Park. Yellowstone is the main contributor to my painting process, but it goes even further than that. So stick around and I'll explain. I'm Sherry Beeritz, your host, and this is An Artful Escape. So yesterday was Earth Day, and to honor it, I need to share a very important part of my journey. Really, the essence of my developmental upbringing and major influencer behind my art. So I was born in Northeast Louisiana. It's vastly different than the Southern Cajun vibe we imagine with New Orleans. But my family and I lived in a farming community which built up around the railroad, as most small towns in America did. And the last house we lived in sat in the middle of cotton fields. I'm the youngest of three, and my older brother and sister were my idols. Anything they did, I tried my best to keep up. My brother loved exploring, and sometimes we would go along with him. However, when the farmer came to till the soil for the spring crop, we were ready and it was a group effort, a group event. And as soon as the farmer completed his rows for the cotton, my siblings and I would walk each row searching for arrowheads. My brother collected so many, he started filling an old cigar box, which I thought was like the coolest thing ever. And my brother would tell us stories of how the indigenous people lived here before us. And he'd come up with a description for each arrowhead and how it was probably used and how they made it. And he just would go on and on. And my imagination ran wild that we were living next to such sacred ground where the native people once lived. And I just couldn't get enough. And he was a fantastic storyteller. But then at the age of seven, we moved to Montana. It was a small town called West Yellowstone. It is the west entrance to Yellowstone National Park. I was very young and wow, did our life change. We arrived in March of 1979. The deep blanket of snow had not yet been lifted. And if you've never been in winter, wow, it's a fairy tale scene. And I highly recommend you go because you will never regret it. You've never seen anything like it, I, I would bet. Our house was literally next to the park boundary line. Like I could walk out my door across the street and I was in Yellowstone. So that made for really fun childhood exploring. And my childhood became something out of a movie. We would cross country ski every afternoon or well, every week, one afternoon every week for gym class. We downhill skied every Saturday and snowmobiled on Sundays and a lot of times snowmobiled on Friday nights. Once I became old enough, I even drove my snowmobile to school every day. Crazy, right? The winter landscapes are still imprinted in my mind and there's just, oh, I dream of it all winter long. That's where I, my, my fantasy during winter because Kansas City does not get very much snow and I just conjure up all those memories and daydream about Yellowstone. And then there's summer, bustling with tourists from every corner of the world, which I absolutely loved. 
but I want to talk about Yellowstone itself. <coughs> Excuse me. We were 30 miles from Old Faithful and there's a boardwalk that takes you around the geyser and along the path there are so many smaller geysers and for me it was like eye candy. This was definitely sacred ground. It made anything I thought about Louisiana just blew it out of the water. Obviously, right? So there's an energy and I'll try to explain it, but there's an energy about Yellowstone and I really can't explain it. It's just so powerful and strong and I loved spending time on the boardwalk that went around Old Faithful. The colors for the geysers were so drastic from browns and yellows to orange, orangey reds. And then at the center of many of the geysers, the pool was blue. And when it was blue, it meant it was extremely hot. And other geysers were more orange and yellow, and those were the cooler geysers. At this, at, um, at the ferry, let's see, it's about halfway around the boardwalk uh, was my favorite geyser, and it's called Morning Glory. And it's it was the most beautiful tropical blue color with various hues of gray and white around its edges. It was stunning. And when we would be getting close to that geyser, I would run because I just couldn't wait to see it. It was like someone had transported the beach straight to or the tropical waters from the ocean straight to this geyser and unfortunately so much trash and so many coins have been thrown into it throughout the years the color has changed drastically they've even changed the name to fading glory which just breaks my heart um it's kind of a murky green color in the center rather than the beautiful baby tropical blue and the edges are now, instead of whitish gray, they are brown and orange. <coughs> and you can look it up on the internet to see what it used to look like compared to now. And um, the area of Old Faithful at one time before it became a park was actually considered so sacred and so spiritual that all the tribal chiefs from the area would gather there to commune. It was like a meeting spot for peace gatherings, peaceful talks. And it was a very, um, well, religious experience in a, in, for lack of a better term. Um, it was, it was so sacred that they would come and decide how they were going to interact with each other and you know and just probably go over rules I don't know what they talked about but I can imagine there goes my imagination going crazy but they they know that there was existence long before even these tribes lived there um, PBS did a fantastic article and I will talk about it at the end but there is proof that they have found signs of indigenous people from 12,000 to 8,000 years ago near the Tetons. And I truly, every time I entered the park, I felt the energy. And 
I don't know how to explain it. But I had such great respect for all that it represented and contained. I was taught from a very early age such a level of respect to every flower down to each pebble. You never picked a flower. If you picked up a rock, you had to make sure that you put it back in the same exact spot and you wanted to preserve it and leave it untouched and preserve its beauty. And that way the next person behind you coming along could see it in the same intact way that you saw it. And as locals, we knew this and understood the majestic surroundings were were being shared with us and it was not our land we were just given a gift that we got to be in its presence and witness this majestic sight and I felt a very strong connection to the universe and God by just sitting in awe of the earth's presence the landscapes before my eyes they were awe-inspiring and stunning to the point I, I would become speechless just looking at them like, how am I so lucky? And as locals, we said that all the time. We'd get a new snowfall and we'd be like, oh my gosh, we're so lucky. How do people not want to live here? Um, because it's 40 below every day in January. It was so cold in winter. But I really, there are no words worthy of her glory. And we all knew it. We all knew it and we were grateful. We were so grateful to witness the wildlife and just the simplest little things were so beautiful. And maybe because of the setting, they were even more beautiful than they would be in other settings. But these images are so imprinted in my mind and ingrained on my soul. There's just this spiritual connection I have to this earth. And each time I paint, I may start with an idea or an image in my mind, but it is intuitively led by spirit, trying to capture the essence of the textures and colors of my youth just from growing up in Yellowstone. And the article I was talking about, um, it's so good. And it's all about Yellowstone. And it was done by PBS. And they talk about the arrowheads that they found over by the Tetons and um, and that's how they've um, dated back to the paleo people and they've even found extinct bison bones that archaeologists discovered. It's really quite fascinating and I highly recommend you check it out. I'll put the link in the descriptions so that uh, anyone interested can find it easily. But I, I just loved rocks so much and for the same reason as I loved the geysers, the textures and the colors and even the arrowheads, um, it all ties back to those early days of searching for arrowheads and with my brother and sister and you know just all the spiritual connections throughout my life to the earth. And it's just a really important place in our nation that if you haven't been there, I highly recommend you take a trip to visit, make it a high priority, put it on your bucket list, and let's all be kind and gentle to her because 
with global warming and all of that. I will not even get into that. That's a whole other topic. Um, go to Yellowstone and it might change your perspective on things. Anyway, thanks for listening and I'll see you soon.